The Hoop Collective is presented by Goodyear. Guys, everyone has performance issues at some point. You want to avoid it? Go to BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance to another level. Check this out. They've got the same active ingredients that are in Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Since they're chewable, they can work faster. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And this stuff is cheaper than those other two, so this is a no-brainer. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line. Blue Chew's online physician consultation is free, and once approved, your order ships straight to your door in discreet packaging. And there's a great deal. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code HOOP, H-O-O-P. Just pay the 5 bucks for shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com, B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code HOOP. And I want to remind everyone to check out Zach Lowe's podcast, The Low Post. You know that. In his latest podcast, he reacts to the first meeting between LeBron and Zion. I feel like there's going to be quite a few more of them. Subscribe and download to The Low Post and The Hoop Collective, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to The Hoop Collective podcast. We talk about the NBA and we are talking about the NBA with the A-team here this morning. It's... Thursday morning, we're recording this. Joining us from Massachusetts is Jackie McMullen. Hello, Jackie. Hey, Brian. What do you say today? Uh, and joining us from Texas, uh, McMahon, you're in Dallas, uh, band McMahon. Where, where are you headed to? Are you headed to Houston, probably? Or no, no. Houston, I'm, I'm in Houston, head, headed home. Okay. Had a little uh, little Rockets Grizz last night. And, mm, boy, those, it's, it's tough times for the Grizz right now. Yeah, we'll talk about the Rockets here in a minute. But, Jackie, first thing I want to talk about is one of the hottest players in the NBA right now, and that's Jason Tatum, who you've been talking about and writing about recently. Yes. I want to talk about his last five games, okay? <laughs> uh, so this so this starts with the uh, Clippers game right before the All-Star break, which I think you said was the best. Did you say it was game the best I'd game say. of his career? Or, I did. Uh, Okay, so that night he had 39 points and nine rebounds. Right. Then they came. He went to All Star Weekend. Was All Star for the first time. And as is typical for the Celtics, they always start a West trip right after the All Star break. Um, and they just did a four game uh, trip out west, which they went three and one on. And uh, started out at Minnesota at 28 points and 11 rebounds. Then went out to the Lakers in the game that we talked about uh, earlier this week on the podcast, but uh, another spectacular game. They lost that one, uh, close, you know, close, controversial game. But um, he had 41 in that one. Then he went up to Portland, put up 36, hitting eight out of 12 three pointers, which was a right. career high. Hit a couple of just absolute bombs in that game. And then last night in Utah. In a um, in another victory uh, over the Jazz, who we'll also be talking about later, uh, had a real good back and forth with uh, Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell had 32, but Tatum had 33 and 11 rebounds, and had another great night shooting the ball. Here's by the way, here's what he's been from three point range in these games: five of ten, four of ten, four of seven, eight of twelve, three of five. Right. Whoa. <laughs> um, no, it, it's so true. Uh, is this is this a hot streak? Is this uh, the new normal? I mean, Jason Tatum is serving big time notice right now. He is, and um, you know, like you know, a lot of young players, the question was consistency. Particularly last year, 
uh, because he took a little bit of a step backwards. And you always, I do this anyway, I have to remind myself how young these guys are. He was 20 last year and got caught in the sort of in the clutches of everything that went on. Um, I thought he actually had some interesting comments about it. Brian, when I, ta- when I did my story a few weeks back, talking about how he felt caught in the middle because there was obviously some, you know, chemistry issues with the team. Jalen Brown and Marcus Morris had some beef. Uh, you know, Jalen Brown was courageous enough to stand up to Kyrie when Kyrie was calling out the young guys and saying, no, 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 it's all of us. And there's Jason Tatum in the middle. Kyrie Irving mentored him, took him to the Bahamas to work out with Kevin Durant before he had played a game in the NBA, Had was a big brother to him. And then his other closest friend on the team last year was Marcus Morris. So you've got this sort of little bit of a split, and you've got a young kid in the middle who doesn't understand why everybody just can't get along. And he admitted that last year when things were going bad, it affected the way he played defense. It affected the way he performed. So I think with all of that erased this year, and he and Jalen Brown both ready to take a big leap forward, and you know, as great as, as Tatum has been, Jalen Brown's been really, really good too, but he's just kind of lost in the shadows of these amazing, amazing numbers from Tatum. But I think we all believed this is who Jason Tatum could be. Well, I say all this except for I'm going to call out our pal Tim Bonteps, who was Ooh. skeptical. I mean, he was skeptical. You know this, Brian, right? You know this. He's a Jalen Brown man. You can be both, by the way. So mm-hmm. Tim's going to, I'll probably get some flack from Tim for calling him out on this, but he was wondering about shot selection. Which was a fair point, by the way, at the time he was asking it. And, uh, but I think you see now, he's playing, Tatum's playing with so much confidence. When he's going to do that little step back three, he's not hoping it goes in. He knows it's going in. And, you know, you, you broke it down the last five games, Brian. The last ten games, he's shooting 50% from the three-point line. Right. So I, I think this is more of who he can be. Now, I don't know if, I don't know if he's going to shoot 50% from the three point line the rest of the year. I think that'll maybe settle down to its mean a bit. But this kid is a star and he's playing like one. He, he, I was thinking about this last night. He is an all NBA player right now. I mean, forwards are so loaded that he'd probably have to be on the third team, but he is without question a top 15 player in the league right now. I mean, he's the best player on the second best team in the Eastern Conference at 21 years old. Yeah. And guys they've been it. doing this, and, and this has come at an interesting time because Kemba Walker has a knee issue, which is, I'm kind of worried about it, Jack. He, um, mm-hmm. Oh, of uh, course. Of course. Uh, he's had to have it drained. Um, I, don't like, I don't like that. That's my uh, medical yeah. analysis. I don't like that. How about that? Um, no. <laughs> and so, you know, you had it on a, a, a road trip, um, you know, without Kemba, basically, they not basically, literally, um, you know, could have gone could have gone sideways here. And they were a couple of bunnies and a couple of whistles away from going four and on the trip. And by the way, it, it's kudos to the Lakers for winning that game because they overcame um, right. that kind of performance. Uh, it was a quality win for the Lakers. Um, for sure. But one atrocious technical on Brad Stevens. Give me a break. Well, Did not he missed cost the, free them the game. Throw, so it so Did it not cost the game. Cost. Yeah. Right, but it but it's still horrible, horrible. That was well, just horrible. Anyway, by the way, uh, I, I, there's a follow up to something I talked about. Uh, I've talked about recently here. Uh, how about your guy Cuban um, uh, uh. McMahon? He goes on like what a five or six tweet rampage, and the league 
via Woj announces we're going to hold off whether we're going to we're going to find him to to see if we we think the officials were wrong. I, I didn't read that as I didn't read that as they were going to hold off whether they're going to find him. I read it as they're going to hold off how much they're going to find him. He's he. Well, is what is the fun. difference? I believe this will. They want to review the entire matter before deciding. That is horse bleed. Dis, well, <laughs> nah, I, I, I anticipate it's going to be a six figure fine. <laughs> Either I just unbelievable. So, so what? So I mean, like, what do we like? I mean. I know that Adam Silver is the benevolent dictator. Um, he's not a dictator, yeah. but the benevolent leader. But come on. You're either going to well, and, and, and back up your Cuban people get away. or not. Yeah, he's let Cuban get away with a lot of stuff since he's become commissioner. And obviously David Stern was was Iron Fist, and he would find Cuban, you know, drop the hat and hit him hard. But the, but uh, the point and is... Silver is not. But the point is here... You back up your referees, whether they're right or wrong. You make it clear that you can't. You know they they let yeah, Lillard get away with it. They let Lillard get away with it. Yeah. Um, uh, what are you doing? Well, this kind of forget backing up. Forget backing up your referees. He basically he needs to back up his league office. And you know I thought uh, our our friend Tim Kalishaw wrote a good column in the Dallas Morning News where he essentially said. Mark Cuban has no leg to stand on in terms of ripping somebody for not knowing how to manage something at this point. Well, like, that's a very good point. That's a very fair, good point. But that's a bigger conversation. So, by the way, the only time in the last 10 or 15 games where Tatum has had an off game was the game in Houston um, before the All-Star. No, oh, he was bad in that one. Um, right. He was 0-7 on threes in that game. And yeah, it can happen. that's a win. Yeah. That the Rockets got that continues to look really good. And can I just say one thing about Tatum too, if I can, because I know we're going to move on for him. The one thing, if I'm going to be nitpicky, and I'm going to because I think this kid has so much potential, he's got to get to the line more. He's mm. got to get to the line more. Well, that's and that something that Bontemps, Bontemps, who, who lives in Boston and covers the Celtics, he, the two things he's talked about with Tatum this year is don't tell me what he's shooting on threes because he's going to go hot and cold there. Tell me what he's doing at the line, and his his whole thing is he felt that Tatum's defensive numbers were better than his defensive performance because Tatum's defensive numbers in the real plus minus listed him as one of the top five or six defenders in the league, and he didn't feel right. he was playing that good a defense. Right up there think, with Will Barton. Well, yeah, but I but see I disagree with Tim on this, and we've had this discussion that all right, so he's not one of the top three defenders in the league, but he's much better than Tim had given him credit for. And he just I just did. think Tim I mean, Tim was holding him to I think he was holding Tatum to a high standard and Tatum's by the way the other day the other day in LA he had 15 free throw attempts. Yeah. So so he's um, but he's but he's his average is he's only attempts. He's averaging under 5 free throw attempts a game this year and for his career it's even below that and he he's going to get there. He's cuz he's going to have to because teams will start to play him differently. They're going to start to double team him. But he you know he can go downhill and go. He's got to initiate contact, which is hard for young guys to do. He's getting bigger and stronger. We haven't even seen the full complete uh body of a 21-year-old yet. I mean, so yeah, he he's only had 5 total free throw attempts in the last two games. So that's something right. to monitor if the three-point yes. shooting um, turns back to, to cold. Um, but, McMahon, the Rockets, uh, they won their fifth straight game last night. Now, I know the Grizzlies are hobbled right now. Yeah. Uh, they're missing some guys. Uh, and it's not a good time to be hobbled because it's they're trying Ooh. to fight for that eighth playoff seed, and there's some teams coming hot at them. Uh, 
But the Rockets yet again um, show that this, you know, is working. Uh, the, the, the Rockets and, are absolutely rolling. I mean, they are uh, offensively right now they're unstoppable. I mean, Russell Westbrook is playing. I'm going to say the best basketball he's played in his career. Well aware that he won MVP a few years ago. He is absolute. There, I'll give you an example. Last night, the Grizzlies make a free throw. Russell Westbrook gets the inbounds pass. Four seconds later, he's laying the ball up. He just, it's a million miles an hour attack mode all the time. The floor is spread. He's flying downhill. And, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. And then, obviously, you know, when Harden's hitting threes, you really can't, you don't have an answer for him. And the whole let's double Harden 35 feet from the hoop, well, you ain't seen that anymore. That's not an option. And so it's can they survive defensively? And, man, they're, you know, they're active. They're, they're communicating. Uh, Robert Covington has been great. Uh, obviously, P.J. Tucker's a huge part of that. You know, I don't the Rockets I, I I think that they're a real threat. So one of the things I've talked about with Westbrook what I thought was a red flag when they traded for him and was completely on display in the early part of the season was his efficiency had just mm-hmm. plummeted. Well, guess what? His efficiency has rebounded dramatically. His three point he's taking way fewer threes. Because that was the thing. He was taking so many of these threes, sort of standing in the corner and what have you, and missing them. Well, the threes are way down, and the easy baskets are way up. So I'm going to go over the last oh, 10 or 12. Now, it's not the Rockets' last 10 or 12 games because um, – Yeah, he sits, he sits he's, on he's, back-to-backs, he's, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So I'm going to yeah. go just sort of over these last this last period of games. And, and what I'm, I'm going to list here is his field goals, his amount of, his amount of threes taken, and his – Pain uh, points. points. Yes, yeah, okay. pain points. Points okay. in the paint. 16 of, 16 of 27, no three-pointers, 45 points. 14 of 29, one three-pointer, 32 points. 16 of 29, three three-pointers, 39 points. 13 of 28, one three-pointer, 32 points. 17 of 28, two three-pointers, 41 points. 18 of 33, Two three pointers, thirty nine points. I can go on and on and on. Last night, mm-hmm. fifteen to twenty four. Fifteen to twenty four. Um, bad shots come down. Like let, 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 let me pick out uh, a stretch in December. I'm just going to read you a stretch of his three point shot. Early December. Uh, Mid December. Mid December. One of seven. Two of six. One of two. Three of four. O of eight. O of O of two. One of three. So he is he is completely chopped down the low percentage shots, completely increased the high percentage shots, um, and he's just it, it, it's it's just it's just making a ton of difference. It's just making a ton of difference. Yeah, and, and it started out when uh, it started out there, you know, Harden, right? And those were invitations to Russell Westbrook. Hey, you're catching the ball on the wing. Nobody's around you. They're wide open threes. Take it, Russ. Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. And he was taking them. Well, you know what else those are? Those are runways to the, to the restricted area. They're runways to the paint. And then once he started attacking it as a runway, it's a totally different game. Then they start playing small more and more before, you know, obviously making the full-time commitment. And suddenly that runway is so much wider because you don't have Capella 
in the dunker spot with his man nearby. You've got P.J. Tucker uh, out in the corner, so you can't, you know, you can't play really good help defense near the bucket and get out. If you do, boy, you know, Tucker's wide open in the corner, and you know, whoever's in the other corner is wide open. And then the other thing is, Russ was coming off of knee surgery, right? He had the, I forget how, what was it, his fourth knee surgery or whatever, after last season. Didn't play all summer. Barely played during training camp uh, preseason. It it took Russ a while, not just to get comfortable with the Rockets, but to get his legs back under him, to get, you know, back to being just this ridiculously explosive, you know, guy who looks like he's on fire as he accelerates, but he is completely healthy leg-wise right now, um, just in, in, in full-time attack mode and benefiting tremendously from a system that's kind of been from a system and a roster that's really been revamped to maximize his powers. Agreed on all so, counts. I saw something from our guys at ESPN Stats and Info. It wasn't, it's not up to date now, but it was one of his 10-game spurts that he had 234 points in the paint during those 10 games. The only person that's ever done that besides him is Shaquille O'Neal. Mm. Just to give you an idea of what he, of how he's how he's doing this. I mean, he's and, a madman. You know, he's a madman. He's a madman. The Jazz try to guard him with Gobert because look, it, like that's the only way to keep uh, a rim protecting big on the floor. And so, so see, I, 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 I want I want to talk about. Go that. ahead. So. Mm-hmm. The big thing, and I've talked about this a bunch. Um, I, I just don't know if if they can rebound well enough, if they can defend well enough in a, in a in a playoff series when the game slows down and stuff like that. Um, they have played the Jazz three times now since they've gone with this small lineup, um, almost like a little mini playoff series. Yeah. This is relevant for a bunch of different. Well, but the well. first, the first, they didn't have Russ or Harden, and Eric Gordon scored fifty and there, beat the Jazz in more, Utah. And about, there starts the Jazz tailspin. Okay, but the, it, I think it's reasonable because it's it's a challenge. First off, Quinn Snyder is as good of a tactician as you're going to find in the league. It's one of the, it's, it's a it's a center who is a is a rim protecting big who is who they're trying to play off the floor. That's the challenge. Right, he's a defensive player of the year, but it's a traditional rim protecting big. So they've had three three opportunities to go against it against a small lineup. And right now, although unless I don't I haven't looked at the standings this morning, I don't know if the Jabs have fallen out of five, but it would be a, a four or five matchup. They have the 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 oh, Oklahoma yeah, City Thunder are sitting there the in fifth. Okay, all right. But still, potential playoff matchup, right? And and the Rockets have knocked the Jazz out the last two years pretty easily. The Jazz made some major changes this summer in in reaction to that. Well, by the way, real quick, that uh, stat from Stats and uh, uh, ESPN Stats and Info: um, Westbrook and Harden are on pace to be the first teammates to average thirty points in a month since cool. Shaq and cool. Kobe in two thousand one. Wow. Hmm. That's amazing. Um, and uh, also, they 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 would do it um, over a two month span. Um, uh, they Shaq, nobody has done it since Shaq and Kobe as well. Anyway, um, so the Jazz have been pretty instructive here about. And by the way, the one the game the Jazz won. So they're two and one against the Jazz. The game the Jazz won was the night that Boyan Bogdanovich hit that crazy three Shot, in yeah. traffic at the buzzer. 
mm-hmm. it's kind of been a little bit instructive, Tim. Like this is how a playoff series could look. The Jazz have had opportunities to employ game plans. Um, oh, yeah. Which, as you mentioned, it's been has a fascinating been chess match. It's really been a fascinating chess match. And like I said, but this I, supports I, I, that this could work in my mind. Uh, that that the Jazz are having trouble with it. Oh, for sure. Well, the Jazz are having trouble with everybody right now. But yeah, I was going to say that's a uh, whole other issue. <laughs> yeah, the Jazz. You know, I said it on uh, Salt Lake City Radio. Some anybody. people got their feathers ruffled. I wouldn't pick the Jazz to beat BYU right now in a series. But, um, look, the only chance you have to keep Gobert on the floor or, you know, to have him be effective is to defend Russ. If you're defending P.J. Tucker and you're protecting the rim, he's going to get corner threes. That's not a good option. With Russ, you at least know he's attacking downhill. And, they're, and Gobert has dared Russ basically, hey, those mid-range jumpers, those are yours. Have at them. Threes, have at them. Which, you want Russ shooting mid-range jumpers, but you can't let him just kind of walk into it, you know, lick his finger, test the wind, you know, roll his neck around. And, I mean, he's going to knock down a good percentage of those. That's what he did the other night. And then the other thing, and, and this is where Russ's eyes really light up, he says, okay, you're, you're guarding me? Get ready to run, big boy. Like, we're going to fly up and down the floor. And, you know, you talk about playoff series slowing down. I know the the, the Rockets' attitude is like, wh- where's that rule? Like, is, I, look, I know, wh- where's I know, that page of the NBA rule book? Because they, they're saying, look, we ain't slowing down. Now, I we'll know. see if they it, – it's about dictate, you know, or, or imposing your will. But their attitude is we ain't slowing down. I understand that, but I'm just going to tell you that we've got – 50 years, 70 years of, de- of watching NBA basketball and in the playoffs when there's pressure on, not in the first quarter, when there's pressure on, guys tighten up and slow down. If they can overcome that, uh, God bless. But that's not the way the playoffs are. I mean, it's one of the things Ever. that happens every year, every single year. I see experienced people, players, coaches, yeah. analysts, media members who forget about the real difference between the playoffs and regular season. I see the mistake over and over. But, uh, you know, I understand why the Rockets have uh, optimism. McMahon, can you, did you, have you asked the question, have you heard why the Rockets didn't put a waiver claim in on Markeith Morris? I haven't gotten just a full-out straight answer. Obviously, they signed Jeff Green to a 10-day. He's going to sign for the rest of the season. They got Damari Carroll. Um you know, we can talk about, well, w- what the salary would have been and, you know, does Tillman Fertitta want to pay, blah, blah, blah. I think the other thing, though, is if Markeith Morris plays eight minutes in a playoff game, you know, do things get kind of dicey? Does he grumble? You know, because there's, like, that's that a That's a reasonable thing. Rotation. I mean, that, that was so? a very – it was a fascinating moment because typically when a guy is bought out, Typically, their contracts are so high that nobody can claim them because rarely at this time of year right. does anybody have space. Right. Well, Marquise right. Morris's salary was pretty low. It's $3.2 million. And the Rockets, you can claim a player with a trade exception. Um, yep. And the and Rockets they had, had, they had a three point. They had the 3.6 exception, right? That's pretty right. sure they did. And they did. And um, uh, it, sc- it screws up business, right? Because, you know... An agent works out a deal with, you know, typically the way it works is the agent knows where the player is going to go. And the Rockets are a team right. that many, many times, including just with Damari Carroll, right, 
worked out a mm-hmm. deal on a buyout. And so if you muck up the works for somebody else, um, you potentially cause problems down the line. But I was like, you know, Markeith Morris, and they, they had him in the past, right? Or well, the Rockets had never been afraid to cause problems for, you know, I don't know, entirely. They had Marcus years. Morris. They had Marcus they had Mar- Morris. Oh, they had Marcus. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I, I, and I it, w- it was very bad. Remember, he went right. to, uh, they had him, and they sent him to the G League, which they used to do, you know? And he got very upset yeah. by it, and he had a very bad experience there. Well, maybe, these that, two, was, maybe that was a factor as well. I was going to say. Don't forget for a minute that these two guys are joined. They are as twin, twinny as any twins I've ever been around I in just, my life. They complete each other's sentences. So trust me when I tell you, they talk about everything. Yeah, I, I would love yeah, to. Yeah, and I'll be honest. I asked just to make sure, like, hey, is this something you think? And I was just told no, so I didn't I didn't follow up right. with well, well, maybe they had a really good reason. Well, maybe it was that Mark Keith Morris told him, I'm not after what you did to my brother, because I'm telling you they're like that. And, and, and I'll tell you yeah. something right now. If you think that Jeff Green is going to help you more than Mark Keith Morris when the game is on the line in the postseason, I'm sorry. I disagree. Well, here's the other, here's the other well, issue. Well, I think their answer is that neither one of them is going to be on the floor when the game is on the line. Well, let me just say this. Well, you never First know. Off, let me say t- a couple things. One – it would have kept them under the tax. I know that that's a consideration in Houston. They could have mm-hmm. done it and stayed under the tax, so that's not an issue. Secondly, he's a, he can play small ball five, and to me, that's where they're most vulnerable. Yeah, exactly. If P.J. Tucker goes down, he would have been a valuable insurance piece. Yeah. But but here's the part that would have that caused If P.J. Tucker goes down, this thing crumbles regardless, though. I'm just telling you. Okay, that's fine. I, I'm not going to argue that. But here's where this well, thing gets see. really interesting. He's going to the Lakers. You know he's going to the Lakers, right? Well, you may end up – they're right now lined up with the Lakers. You may end up having to play against them in the second round of the playoffs, and you know he may be putting baskets in there against you. So just from a strategic standpoint, you had to have the conversation. If Forget about what you may use them for. You may want to keep them away from your rival. Um, so this was just something that just slipped through the through the the trasm of the NBA mm-hmm. and was not commented on really, but I thought was fascinating um, that they let him go through waivers. But okay, um, I want to talk about the Jazz. Uh, this is a team that Oof. was as hot as anybody, and it was against a weak schedule, but was hot as anybody. Conley comes back, <laughs> and the whole and not thing that, is I'm gone. Not, 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 not that simple. Not that simple. Because they, know. you know, Conley know. comes back and they beat Indiana. They beat Dallas. You know, they, I mean, they, they the tail, and now he was coming off the bench. But then that thing went south before they put Conley back in the starting lineup. You know, the, like I said, the thing, it, it, it went south when they've got the Rockets coming in on a back to back. You know, the, the Jazz had won 19 and 21. Russ is sitting. Harden sits because he has a, a, a thigh contusion. Capella was out, although obviously the Rockets don't necessarily look at that as a, as a minus. Um, but it was the sad little Rockets. And they came in. Eric Gordon scored a career high 50. And, and just, you know, Austin Rivers torched him. And then, you know, next thing you know, um, Portland came in there shorthanded. Uh, or what was it? Oh, Dame scored fifty-one on him a couple nights later. Denver came in there with seven guys and and oh, beat him in Utah. You know, they they lose Denver. five straight, yeah. and right. then and then somehow they squeak out four straight wins going to the All Star break. They had the obviously the super controversial goaltending that wasn't 
on Damian Lillard. Bogdanovich hits the wild 29-foot buzzer beater to beat Houston, which, you know, they also did play well in that game to, to give him a chance down the stretch. They beat the Mavs without Luka. It looks like a really good win over Miami. Now what we've come to find out is the Heat have completely lost their way as well. But anyways, they go into the All-Star break with four straight wins. They are 0-4 on a post-break homestand and have looked awful doing it. They had a, a you know starting lineup at Circus yesterday where... Conley's told he's coming off the bench, and they changed their mind. It's Joe Ingles. Yeah, that was and weird. So they're that just searching weird. for answers. They're searching for answers, and here's the the biggest problem is this: the Jazz, whose identity is they're this dominant defensive team, are atrocious on that end of the floor right now. They, ain't, really I mean, weird. the the and I, it's 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 not chemistry in the sense of like. They're, you know, got personality conflicts or guys don't get along or there's none of that, but it's just stuff's not clicking at all. Yeah. And don't you think, too, it, it feels to me just from watching them, and I'm, I haven't watched them as much as you, that they just need an awful lot from Donovan Mitchell offensively every single night. Well, yeah, and, and that's where you get to, like, Conley has not taken the pressure off Donovan Mitchell. At that all. Obviously, at everybody all. expected. And then... You know, Ingles is inconsistent, and uh, Bogdanovich is inconsistent. And the problem with Bogdanovich is if he doesn't fill it up, he doesn't give you a whole lot. And then, honestly, Gobert looks like a shell of himself. I, th- I think Gobert is, uh, I-, I think, just the-, the losing and the lack of defensive intensity around him has sapped his, his energy. And I just think mentally he's in a, in a weird spot right now. Mm, that's not good. That's not good. And Joe Ingles, I mean, he's had such an up and down year too. Remember, we were talking—I don't know what was it—a month ago, when we were talking about Connolly was struggling. He has coming off the hamstring. Maybe he needs to come off yeah. the bench. And then they put Joe Ingles in the starting lineup, and he gave him a great little spark. But I, I understand why they've come back around to Connolly. I would do that too. You know, he has played better. Makes sense. But you know, then you leave I, Joe I Ingles coming to- off the bench. I don't know. He's. I think Ingles matters to them. He's. There, I think he's one of their best facilitators. He, he reminds me a little. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of what Gordon Hayward does for Boston in some regards. No, I and Jack, you you know you said it before before Conley even came back that you thought Conley coming off the bench was their best solution. Now, their thing is we need Mike Conley comfortable. We need Mike yeah. Conley to be really good to have a chance to make a deep playoff run. If he's you know to, to give him his best chance, he has to be in the starting lineup. But man. Ingles, you look at the bench starting, you know, bench starter splits with him. I mean, they are drastic, and it really, it's he needs to be playing with Gobert. He needs they've got that chemistry in the pick and roll. He needs to be kind of a secondary facilitator, but a guy who does have the ball in his hands a lot. And so, you know, and look, that that lineup's probably going to be fluid. I mean, Quinn's obviously just desperately searching for answers. But we can talk about their fit offensively all we want. If if they don't get back and transition defense and it's layup, 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 dunk, good luck. Still comes down to I don't like um, the West is just so fluid. Like right now the Rockets are hot. A few weeks ago it was the Jazz who were hot. And the Lakers just keep winning. They just keep winning games. And we don't talk about the Nuggets, but, yeah, we don't talk about the Nuggets. But you know what? The Like I want to see a a Nuggets-Rockets playoff series. Because 
as much as the Rockets are all in on small ball and basically saying, you want to try to post us up, good luck. You know, as, as Brad Stevens says, it's hard to post linebackers. And, you know, PJ's a linebacker, Harden's a linebacker, Eric Gordon, like these guys, they're going to get under you, they're going to push you off your spots. Well, one dude who can post up linebackers, and if you and if he demands a double team, mm, can take tackle. you apart passing. <laughs> right, yeah, defensive well, tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I, I want to see that. Maybe you know their their answer would be okay, but who's he guarding and, and can he keep up with us running? But I want to see Jokic against the Rockets. I think that would be absolutely fascinating. I was wondering too the- about the Rockets because you know they made some changes that we knew were coming. Right, we knew that they were going to make some trades because of the players um, that were going to be up. You can't pay everybody. They have a bunch of guys, a long line of guys. Right, you know Beasley. Who, by the way, had some mm-hmm. really good games since he's been traded. Hernan Gomez. That we all that made sense, but you wonder in the scheme of things coming out of the All Star break when you trade guys, and it, it's not even necessarily how good they were or how much they played, but just the chemistry of your locker room. And those guys were popular guys. They were, uh, you know, they, they had friends in that locker room, and and they've responded so well to it. It's, it was interesting. Yeah, to me. I didn't but know you know how what? It would I think be. That, I think they're. I think those guys are popular guys that that the the guys that they're good buddies with or knew that hey, it's in their best interest to it's move for on them. and get yeah. out of here. Yeah, good sure. for them. They've got a chance now, and you know, so that's not necessarily a uh, you know a, a situation where the stars are upset because hey, you know, we'll. we'll Oh no, I wasn't even suggesting that, but it's just, it's a chemistry thing. You know, it's just like you go, you go to work every day and you look to your left and Malik Beasley's at your locker and now, now he's not. You know, that's all. It just takes some, um, some getting used to. That's all. Hey, we'll be back to the pod in just a second, but first a word from Five Hour Energy. Anyone who travels frequently knows how tiring it can be, as, uh, all of us on this podcast, uh, are, are well, well aware of. Uh, whether you're on business or vacation, that's when you can go to five-hour energy because a five-hour energy shot can help you stay alert and energized wherever you may be headed. Five-hour energy helps you get through that crazy on-the-go life that so many of us have, especially those of you who are right now doing something constructive as you listen to this podcast. With zero sugar, just four calories, and a convenient portable size, it's the perfect pick-me-up for a busy, hardworking person. And now it comes in two great extra-strength tropical tastes, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious. They can take you on a tropical on-the-go experience. Try them both, then go online to shop5hourenergy.com and use the promo code HOOP, H-O-O-P, to receive a one-time offer of 10% off your order. That's go to shop5hourenergy.com and use the code HOOP to receive a one-time offer of 10% off. 5-Hour Energy, energy on the go. So another team that's been struggling, you mentioned it, was is the Heat, who were just the darlings of the Eastern Conference. Uh, they make the Iguodala trade. <clears throat> there was a lot of belief within that locker room that that was the type of trade that could propel them to potentially to contention for the finals, despite Milwaukee's greatness. They have lost 8 out of 10. And even it's even worse if you go farther back than that. But I'll just stick it to that one. Um, they've been bothered by some injuries. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler Hero is a pretty severe ankle injury. There's no timetable for his return. And then Miles Leonard, um, you know, two of their top six, seven guys uh, turned his ankle really bad. And he is again. This is that's like a month long injury. He's no timetable for his return. 
they blew uh, they have blown two terrible leads in the last two games. They blew a 22 point lead in Cleveland to lose to the Cavs, and then they were in up Cleveland. by Cleveland. <laughs> well, it didn't matter where that game is. That's that's a, that's a tough one. Um, okay, against the Cavaliers. But yeah. they've been they've been the second best team in the league at home this year. Right. Um, and then last night they are playing the Wolves, who have won like one the road Timber game in the last Wolves. three months. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, and they're up 12 with four minutes to go and lose the game in regulation. Um, Iguodala has been okay. I was going to say, uh, Iguodala has been the third best player that they acquired in that deal. Iguodala, well, and, and if you're being optimistic about it. Well, that's not super shocking. Yeah, that's not super shocking at, at this early yeah. stage. He's I mean, in training camp. Yeah, He's in yeah. training camp right now. So the hope is Iguodala you know, gets his leg, and he's ready to roll come playoff time, right? But he's, you know, the, the thought of, ooh, you got, you got former finals MVP Andre Iguodala, boom, he instantly pushes you over the top. Obviously, that ain't true after he sits out for – Whatever, what nine months or whatever it was. Well, he's not playing terrible. He's not doing much offensively, but he's not. I mean, Victor Oladipo is shooting thirty percent. He, he's he's killing. I mean, he's not helping the Pacers at all. Um, you know, Iguodala is doing okay. I, I'm, I'm saying it's not like he's been a a bust or anything. Um, they've no, just they've really lost. Say it. He's been a bust, right? I'm I'm just saying like. He's not come in and shot four percent. He's not, you know, going one for seventeen every game. Um, I'm not saying it has looked to Iguodala, but they have they, they have been two and five in the seven games Iguodala has played in. And um, his pl- his plus minus the last five games minus twelve minus thirty three minus yeah. two minus thirteen minus thirteen. Not good. I okay. I agree. I just, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I mean, you blow. You blow. You blow a, a fourth quarter lead to the Cleveland Cavaliers, who my God are spiraling on their own. I, you know, you got beat really the Sixers last night. JB Bickerstaff's fighting Cavaliers, baby. Well, you know what? I'm telling you, there's, that's not a coincidence, right? It's not a coincidence. Yeah. He's been he's been the guy those players have been turning to anyway. Well, know? that's true. But in fairness, on last night, uh, Simmons was out and Embiid got hurt. Embiid's hurt. Six minutes. In, so you know, so yeah. good win. Don't get me wrong, but let's. You know, I, look, if the Cavaliers it. beat the Canton Charge, it's a good win. <laughs> That's true. Um, but, you know, I think with the Heat, though, their defense, uh, Brian, has been really bad in this stretch. I mean, really bad. I think they were 22nd in the league at, during this that nine that two and seven stretch you're talking about. Um, you know, they're still doing a pretty good job um, holding teams. You know, their their whole thing is right. Let's not let them get threes. I think Miami and Boston both have that same philosophy. We're going to, you know, really dog at the perimeter, not let you shoot a high percentage. But um, teams are shooting almost 41% over them during this stretch that you're talking about from the three-point line. That's not going to get it done. And Jimmy Butler's come out and said, you know, look, um, this is unacceptable. Uh, we got to be better. You know, they had a great opportunity here with the Sixers, you know, dealing with injuries sure, and having yeah, their own struggles, yeah. that, right. that they could have that they could have really put some distance in between them and the Sixers for the the fourth seed. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the NBA season is going to be defined by who gets the fourth seed and who gets the fifth seed in the Eastern Conference. But having said that, the Heat are 23 and four at home and 13 and 18 on the road. The Sixers are 27 and two at home and nine and 21 on the road. Nine and 21 on the road. 
staying in lockstep with the New York Knicks, who are also nine yes. and twenty-one. Right. Whoever gets home court in that potential series, and they're kind of locked into four-five right now. The Pacers have kind of been all over the place. They lost by fifty the other night to the uh, yeah, that's to weird. The Raptors, my then. God, that's another topic. But uh, those two teams have been sort of locked in at four or five, and and the Heat had an opportunity here. With the Sixers um, wheezing recently, the Sixers are five and five in their last ten games, and they've picked up a couple of games on the Heat in that stretch. Well, and Ben Simmons is out a game. while. We'll see about Embiid. Yeah, I, yeah, Simmons. I don't think Embiid's going to be, be long March. Yeah, well, at Simmons the minimum, is... at the minimum, yeah. you know, one of these. You know, I, I'm not a back specialist, but the impingement that he has in his back is is a effect from another cause. And they've been very short and glib in their explanation of this injury. They basically won't talk about it. And and uh, Brett Brown gave an amazing quote the other day. Somebody asked him how long they thought Simmons was going to be out, and his answer was, "How long is a piece of string?" Yeah, yeah I saw that. I don't what even know the what that hell means. does that mean? <laughs> I mean, like <laughs> pull it, pull it, pull it out, and measure it. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> I don't even know what he's supposed to, what I'm supposed to do with that. Um, right. But I, I think that Simmons. If you know, Brett Brown's facing, not in Philly, I hope he gets a head coaching job somewhere because he is truly one of the great quotes in the league. Well, he's, he's also a great guy honest. and a good coach. Yeah, he's usually pretty coach. honest. But that I, I just the, the way they're. The way that they're dancing around this Simmons thing and the way all the other parties involved are not being, uh, you know, sp- specific makes me worry about what's really going on there. Um, maybe he'll be back in two, three weeks, but, um, it's worrisome and, and that changes everything. I mean, while we can go on and on about how we don't think that it's the greatest fit when they're together, mm-hmm. certainly you want to have the option of using them both. Um, yeah, if, well, they, if, if, if they're not together, you want to be able to trade one and get a huge haul back. No, you no, don't no, want no. them just did, to disappear. Did, hey, didn't you read our colleague, Kirk Goldsberry, who laid it out very succinctly for both of you that these two can succeed together? Come on now, mm. boys. Do your homework. Do your homework. Uh, well, you know, my my eyeballs tell me differently. Well, if you're, I, I, I'll say it again. If, if you're 27 and 2 at home and you've beaten everybody in the league all the top teams who've come through there. You they have within you. I know they didn't beat the Max without Luca. Thank you. We're aware. Oh, my um, goodness. You sound they, like Bill around the horn. You're such a homer. My God. I'm not a homer, but, I mean, they're yes, a pretty good team. I'm You're not a, a homer. homer. Dude. Although I'm looking forward you, to having some home. home games. No, I'm not. I'm a homer. I've been banned from the freaking arena twice. He has, he has been banned twice. <laughs> I do you love find me somebody you. else who has that on their record. I have to agree with him there, but uh, Cuban wasn't fined for that either, so it's mm. no problem. Apparently, that's not that's allowed in Adam Silver's NBA. Um, if you're 27 and two at home, you're you have the ability to be pretty dominant. And uh, I'm not going to sit here and say that everything's going to be a okay. But as if they're that good, if you can be that good at home, you can you can be damaging in the playoffs. And um, that's what I'm still – I still point to that and say this team can still do some things, even though I firmly believe that those two aren't a great match for each other, uh, Simmons and Embiid. But you certainly want to have the option to play them. And Miami has missed an opportunity to to, 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 to spread it. Now, they've had injuries too, 
as we've mentioned. Mm-hmm. They've had, they've been missing guys, but they have Jimmy Butler. They have Dragic. They have Bam Adebayo. They have their best players. And Adebayo, by the way, has been putting up some just tremendous yeah, games. Great. But, you know, uh, they do miss Hero. You mentioned Hero before, Brian, and they miss him because he is their, their best clutch three-point shooter, really. I mean, I was looking at numbers on Jimmy Butler because I was trying to understand why Miami was struggling. His clutch numbers, which that's just usually your territory, McMahon. But, um, Cajones his, factor. You know, yeah, his clutch threes, his numbers aren't good aren't good at all and that's where Tyler here really opens up the floor for you because that's well, the other thing right we know that when teams live and die by the three they can go through stretches like this I've seen it with the Celtics as well because they rely also um, and they're not a you know they're a streak three-point shooting team so well, for as good as Miami is from three-point range which has been their lifeblood throughout the season yes it has their two their two best players which are Butler and Adebayo are not good three-point mm-hmm. shooters exactly. Adebayo pretty much doesn't, doesn't shoot them that's right. On a team where you got you got like you know Jay Crowder averages seven threes a game, Kendrick Nunn averages six, Duncan Robinson averages nine shots a game, eight of them are threes. Dragic averages six threes a game, Jimmy averages yep. two. Jimmy doesn't even shoot him very much. So well, he you know, shouldn't because he he's like he's shooting twenty four percent this year, right. so he shouldn't shoot. That's him. right. So that's kind of a bit of a hole in their attack, which is why. Um, you know, at the end of the game, those are the guys who are going to be the playmakers. You, you, you know, they, they can be had. But, you know, it, it's funny that Pat Riley came out recently and said that he felt that nobody was giving his team a chance. And I was like, actually, I think everybody's giving your team a chance. Your, right. team's, not, <laughs> yeah. uh, your team's not backing up what everybody had been saying about them. So, yeah, everybody um, was singing your praises at the trade deadline when you somehow sold high on a guy who's been hurt all year and dumped two terrible contracts and got well, back three vets. Real quick before we go, so Dion Waiters has a workout with the Heat next week. All right, with the uh, Lakers, um, you mean? You mean I'm sorry, no, not with the, with the Heat. Good God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that I'm makes sorry. no sense at all. <laughs> his workouts, <laughs> his workouts with the Heat are over. He's he's working out in Miami. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, they already worked out J.R. Smith. Now, the Lakers have kind of decided that. And by the way, um, there was some hope that some of the guys from China would be available by March because that's what happens. Well, the Chinese Basketball Association is in hiatus because of the coronavirus, and there's no end in sight. And they are not giving players, at least today, it could change. At least today they are not giving – typically those players are free to come back in March. They are not giving those players clearance to come back. So yeah, they're talking crazy. about starting the league in, in early April, but obviously yeah. everything's in flux. Imagine being so, in limbo like that. That's just brutal. That's I'm brutal. actually working well, on the story. Hopefully for them, at least they, the, the paychecks come, but we'll, we shall see. The paychecks from yeah, what but I they're hear not, are not they're not coming. coming. <laughs> they're not coming. Yeah. So, um, but my point is that there's there's not really much else for the Lakers. There's I don't think there's going to be any other player that falls from the sky. They'll wait till the buyout deadline which is over the weekend, just to see if anybody shakes loose. But they really need another scoring guard. Ideally, he could handle the ball a little bit, but they need another scoring guard just to try to relieve some pressure when LeBron goes to the bench. Um, and I think they're going to give Dion and JR a look. Um, now, obviously, they are both represented. I mean, why not Swaggy P if we're going for, for, the, for you know, the, the whole you wild-ass gunner thing? It's, it's not the worst idea. I mean, their options are limited. Look good Those in the guys, Drew League, from what I hear. Um, well, the Drew League was a long time ago. Um, yeah. Uh, now, Deion Waiters, no matter what you say about him, if you play a six-game playoff series, Deion Waiters might have one, one game 
where he throws in 17 points and helps you win. Of course, he may have another game where he has a, a six-minute stretch yeah. where he's awful and, and contributes to you losing. And costs you in the game, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, uh, Man, I, that makes no uh, sense to me. J.R. Smith hasn't played in the NBA since November of 18. Jeez. Um, yeah. uh, I, they could be looking at somebody else I don't know about. But, How about Delhi? Um, what about Delhi? He could get bought out. That's true, he yeah. could. He'd um, be a good match for them. They already know you him. Think? You, know. <laughs> you well, think? Well, again, yeah. You don't think so? I, I mean, I'd rather play Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso is uh, no. Me, no but if you're if you're, yeah, but if you're talking about adding a guy at the end of your bench that maybe can hit a three for you or something, I don't know. I, I mean, I I've, if you're adding a guy like that, you need an emergency. I want a I want a quality guy that's gonna, you know, do whatever you want, run through walls for you, foul people, be whatever, you know. Well, I would say this about Delhi. He scored twelve points last night. And it was the first points he'd scored in the NBA this month. Wow. Um, well, that's because they don't play him, though. They don't play him that he, much. In his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. In his last 12 games, he's only scored any points three times. Well, if you're so, the Cavaliers, why would you play him, Brian? No, I know. I'm just, I, it's fine. I'm it just, makes no know, sense. <laughs> makes no I, sense. I think, I, think, I think the Lakers' options are pretty slim. And um, I'll be interested to see if, because I, I do think that. You know, it's a, it's a matter of cutting Troy Daniels. I think, you know, Dion might actually play for you in a playoff game, whereas I don't think Troy Daniels will. Um, we'll see if they roll the dice. Uh, it'll be an interesting... I'm sure it's an interesting conversation that's being had. And by the way, while these guys are clutch clients, LeBron did not have a good relationship with Dion when they were in Cleveland. So... You don't have to just sell the Lakers, but you got to sell LeBron. But, uh, thank you, Jackie. Thank you, Tim. Jeez. Thanks for listening to the Hoop Collective Podcast. We'll talk to you next week.